If you say the swear wolves five times in front of a mirror, this turns into an episode about 2021's Candyman. This trick also works if you don't say it. This werewolves. I'm Brett. I'm David. David. Mm-hmm. Did you know that if you say my name five times into a mirror, you'll come? I'll come all over your face. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Note to self: oh. right. <laughs> Say Brett's name in mirror <laughs> emphatically five times. Enunciate. <laughs> Uh, did you ever have anything like that when you were growing up? I didn't, I mean, Candyman wasn't the, wasn't the thing that wasn't a thing until the movie came yeah. out in 1990. But like when I was growing up, I was told to say bloody Mary. Oh yeah. Into a mirror. Into a mirror. And that she would reach through the mirror and grab you. Yeah. I heard that one. I didn't believe it. I did it. What happened? Did she show up? She showed she up choked and grabbed you out. me. She killed me. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> like, but then I said Brett five times. So joke's on her. <laughs> yep. Um, literally obviously nothing happened yeah well good but, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> glad it worked out for you uh bloody mary was one there was a, there was another one too it was a guy but i don't remember what he had to say i don't remember but none of that shit ever but he worked. would show up it's all it's all myth it's all like urban legend <laughs> uh, folklore like that there was a movie that came out in 1990 called Candyman that kind of built upon that folklore, that that urban legend, but gave it more of a historical context mm-hmm. um, based on a short story by Clive Barker. Candyman was uh, a movie that uh, introduced us to the world of Candyman, a guy yep. with a hook on his hand, kind of merged a couple of urban legends, right? Oh, Remember, like the hook yeah, man? Yeah, yeah. Who would uh, who was scratching at the car, and then mm-hmm. when they got home, the hook was on there. It was there. Well, in 2021, we got another movie in the Candyman. I mean, they the made universe. sequels, yeah, yeah, in the Candyman universe. But this was uh, they hadn't made one in a while. So 2021, this is the movie we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about Candyman. Cool. We reviewed the original Candyman a while ago. That was uh, yeah, a movie sh- that we we liked we, it. Uh, yeah, we liked overall. We gave it a two point eight three rating. I think I gave it the, the, the lowest rating, the lowest score at two and a half heads. And I think that primarily was because it was slow. It is slow. Yeah, the original Candyman is like slow, and it, like you got to really want to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. I think the thing about these movies is they're not like slasher films where you're going to get um, you know a lot of stuff happening in a short amount of time and it's going to be kind of fun to watch and you're going to have kills and ah, oh yeah, blood and guts and gore and stuff. It's more psychological. Yeah. More creepy. Yeah. Kind of stuff. 
Yeah, I feel that way about Hellraiser also. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I another Clive Barker. Particularly scary, but there's a lot of atmosphere. No. A lot of atmosphere. Do you? I was I was actually having this conversation with my son the other night. Um, we we're talking about the genre. He's like, "What would you call? What genre would you call Candyman?" And before I, he actually eventually I think looked it up and it said like psychological horror. But I was like, "Oh, it kind of falls in the same thing." Yeah, as like supernatural. Supernatural and uh, I mean, that's what it was. Supernatural horror, not psychological. Supernatural, um, supernatural horror. And I said it was almost like body horror, also. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Especially this. One. <laughs> that's what I say. Especially this particular version. Yeah, and Hellraiser, I think, falls into that line too. Um, not not as much as like Videodrome, right? <laughs> which is kind of <laughs> yeah, a, a big time one or the fly or the fly. Yeah, but. Um, we are going to be talking about Candyman 2021, and this movie was released on August 27th, 2021. Had you seen it yes. already? Yes. Yeah, so this you was, my, this was my second time seeing it. I didn't okay. see it in theaters, but I did see it like as soon as it became available uh, to I rent. I want to say they, they did like VOD. Then I did. Like, yeah, I saw it whenever it went to VOD. Yeah, I think that, I think it happened like pretty quickly because I don't think we were back in theaters August of last year. I mean, we yeah, were. Now that you mentioned, I think I did see it pretty much right when it came out. But yeah, I saw it from my couch. I did not see it in a theater. Yeah. Well, I had never seen it. Mm. So this was a first watch for me. My wife and I watched it together because we had both been meaning to watch it. But I knew we were eventually going to do it for the show. So right. I was like, meh. Just wait. What was the number one movie in the theaters, though, August 27th, 2021? This movie did well. So I'm going to say it was Candyman. You are correct. It was Candyman. Nice. Now can you get the number one song? No. Is it a song that's come up before? Yes. So I do have a guess. So maybe I'll go two for two. Uh-huh. I'll go in Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. No. Damn it. It's a song that came up before, actually, in our timeline today. Oh. <laughs> Stay by the Kid Leroy and Justin oh, Bieber. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that came up. Apparently yep. that song was fucking popular. Because that had legs, man. It went from August. I don't know. When did the the first movie that we came out, uh, talked about, it was October. So August, September, Which, October. Was that the There's Something in Your Teeth movie? <laughs> something one? up your butt. Something up your butt. <laughs> there's something in your mouth. Oh, it isn't me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's Stay Song by Justin Bieber and the Kid Leroy. Hmm. Still haven't heard it, have nope. you? Because you haven't listened to it yet. I haven't. Well, Candyman was written by, well, who talks like that? <laughs> Candyman uh, was written by Jordan Peele, nice. Wynn Rosenfeld, and Nia DaCosta. Jordan Peele, one of our favorites mm. recently. I, I don't think it's any spoiler to talk about Nope that we really both liked it. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome. He's three too. for three. Three for three in my book, uh, movies that he's directed with uh, Get Out probably being the best one. Yeah, yeah I would agree. Us and then oh, I want to revise my rating of Get Out. By the way, I'll allow it. <laughs> Thank you. What did you uh, give it originally? I, well, I gave it four and a half. Mm, you gonna bump it? I'm gonna bump it up to five. Boom. I gave it four and a half, and I think I was really nitpicky mm-hmm. about 
a couple of things. Like I was like, why would they have the altar with all the candles and everything? And it was just like out there exposed, like when the doctor's doing his operation at the end. And I was like, that's silly. That was just a way to get the house to burn down. But you know what? Things are silly sometimes in movies and I got to forgive that. And I've seen that movie a couple of times since we reviewed it because I really love that movie. It's a movie that I own and I don't own a lot of movies these days. Um, and I love that movie. Nice. And I also love us. I love us. I love you and I. <laughs> yeah, big fan uh, of that movie too. Um, and I read a bunch of stuff when Nope came out, like a, a lot of mixed kind of reviews. And uh, mm-hmm. there was some stuff I read, like people saying like that they hated it. And it was like one oh. of the worst movies they've ever seen. I'm like, what planet are you on? The movie yeah. was a blast. I loved it. Uh, I saw yeah. the theater with my wife and like both of us, we walked out like, that was great. I saw the, I saw the theater with my wife and my daughter, my 10 year old daughter. Did she like it? She loved it. I was a little hesitant to take her to it. Cause I was like, I don't even know what this fucking movie uh, yeah. is about. And it's a horror movie. And you know, I can control the movies right. when they're at home. I can pause it and whatnot. But I talked to her about it and she goes, I've seen previews, dad. I really want to see that. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. My niece is and, the same way. My, my sister took her to see it. My niece is 13. Mm-hmm. And same deal. They saw it the night before I saw it. And uh, I texted her and was like, hey, what'd you think? She's like, yeah, we both really liked it. Yeah. To be fair, I mean, I saw Close Encounters when I was like five. little. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, it's not the same movie, but it's very like kind of. It'd be scary for kids. Yeah. yeah it could be. Anyway, we're off. We're done <laughs> flogging Jordan Peele's vlog at this point. <laughs> Till um, next time, Mr. Peele. <laughs> Uh, based on Candyman by Bernard Rose, uh, the original movie, and then also the short story, as I mentioned before, by Clive Barker. This movie was directed by Nia DaCosta, with music by Robert Aki Aubrey Lowe. It stars. I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin these people's names, and I apologize. I just I'm. I'm I got, really I got the first one. His name is Yaya. Okay, Yaya Abdul Mateen the second. Yep. He plays Anthony. I can pronounce that one. There you go. Coleman Domingo plays uh, Billy Burke. Rodney L. Jones III as young Billy. Tayana Paris as Bree Cartwright, Anthony's girlfriend. And Hannah Love Jones as young Brianna. And then there's other people too. Uh, We do get appearances, and this is kind of a spoiler, uh, but we do get appearances by Virginia Madsen and Tony Todd. Do we see Virginia Madsen? We don't see her, we hear yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, we get her voice. The only reason why I say that it's kind of a spoiler is because I didn't know, going mm. into this movie, that it was a sequel. Ah, okay, you thought it was a remake? I thought it was a remake, but it's, uh, what does Scream 5 say? A requel? Requel. Yeah. Kind of a <laughs> I think this is a good sequel. example. I think this is a good example of rebooting the franchise and making a sequel. Agreed. Uh, runtime of this movie is 91 minutes. With a budget of $25 million, what do you think the box office was? I'm going to go 75. 77.4. Close. Good job. Good job. Thanks, man. Speaking of 77, the movie opens up. It's 1977. Oh, my God. Chicago. Cabrini Green, to be specific. Yeah, Chicago in 1977 probably was creepy. Uh, Cabrini <laughs> Green, housing project. We uh, are familiar with this from the first uh, Candyman movie. And uh, in this movie, we see it in 1977. And then again in 2021, 
or 2020, whatever year it was, 2019, 2019. I guess, is, yeah. is when it's based. Um, we see this young kid, and this is young Billy, and he is uh, walking around. He's walking to uh, put laundry. Yeah, he leaves the laundromat, and he's like going to uh, an apartment building. Yeah, or he's going. He's going to the laundromat. Yeah, something from like his that. apartment building. Yeah, because his mom. He's doing a puppet show in his room, but then he's uh, taking his laundry down to the laundromat for his mom. And uh, the cops are everywhere. They're looking for some guy. Yeah, and they even show him a flyer like, hey, have you seen this guy? And he's like, no, keeps walking. Yeah. Before we go any further, I do want to say this. You and I, we're not the right people to discuss some of the, <laughs> some of the aspects of this movie. Yeah. And, and the reason why I say that is not that we don't have opinions or whatever, but this movie, not that it's not for us, but this movie... We are not African American people, right? We have not. We have an ex- we, our life experience, experience is different. Our life experience is different. Yeah. This movie is 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 made for us to enjoy, but not made for us as far as like the meaning behind it. No, so and it's made for us to think. It is, and and I think that, especially when this movie came out, it was in the wake of the George Floyd incident, right? Murder. I, I don't even want to say incident. The George Floyd murder and the Brianna. Taylor, the Ahmaud Aubrey, all this shit that happened. A lot of awful stuff um, all happening. And which has continued to happen since yeah. before we were born, but uh, happened, kind of culminated into what happened in the summer of 2019. Yeah. And the Black Lives Matter protests that were happening and the marches that were happening. And um, this movie is, in a way, a response to that. Mm hmm. And it's taking this horror story of Candyman, but making it more of it's a, more about suffering, a reflection yeah. of this how African Americans have been treated right. over generations, two hundred and fifty yeah. years. Right. So that being said, I don't want to dwell too much. Have to, to, to have two white guys talk about oh this means this for uh, black people and this means that I, we're not the right people. Right. I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's been it's been discussed, and there's plenty of people that have plenty of good, plenty of African American reviewers that can talk about that, and you can read or listen to their podcasts. And I would highly recommend you to do that if you're so inclined. We're going to talk about the entertainment value of this movie. Yeah, but I don't want to gloss over that stuff because I think it's important. It's very important. Yeah, definitely. But but I just don't think that we necessarily are the right people to discuss that. No, there, there's going to be dick jokes probably still. <laughs> I just don't want to, I just don't want people to be like, Oh, well they didn't get it because no, we totally do get it. I just don't want to, I don't want to insult right. African Americans by be, by explaining it to them. Like they don't need me to explain it to you them. You and me, same page. <laughs> okay, Agreed. <good. laughs> so, White cop talking to a black kid. The black kid's basically like, fuck you. I haven't seen Candyman. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> he goes in um, to do his laundry. And uh, when he comes out, there's a big hole in the a wall. Big, yeah, big <laughs> hole in the middle of the wall. And he's kind of like, what the fuck? And a piece of candy comes flying out. Yeah. Like a Jolly Rancher. Like at his feet. And he's like, uh, what? I was like, if that's a grape Jolly Rancher, I will take that. Because grape Jolly Ranchers... Are they your favorite? Grape grape and watermelon. I say, I'm watermelon and cherry. Cherry's good. They're all good. You can't go wrong. They're all good. They're all good. I remember when I was a kid, green apple was the flavor of Jolly Rancher. I forgot about green apple. That was probably my favorite as a kid too. As an adult, it's not, but I still really like it. But the Jolly Ranchers that I got as a kid were the sticks. 
Mm-hmm. I remember Do you remember those? the long, flat Yeah, ones? and you had to peel it. Yeah, you'd peel it down and you would suck it into like a shiv. And yeah, <laughs> and, and shake somebody with it. <laughs> yeah. Turn it into a prison, a prison shank. Yeah, when I was at camp for a week, I used to fucking, fucking shank, shank a guy for squealing. <laughs> Yep. In the showers, yep. <laughs> out in the out in the yard, <laughs> uh, yeah, the lunch line I just cut in front of him. <gasps> um, Teach him a lesson. Yep, right in his right in his throat. Mm-hmm. It was a great it was a great camp. It was church camp. <laughs> anyway, um, throws him a piece of candy, and all all of a sudden, fucking this guy looks like what we know Candyman to be like it's not tony todd but he's got the trench coat and he's got a hook for a hand yeah and he, he comes out he of the comes wall. out of the wall and the kid screams and the cops go running in there now it cuts this flashback right. kind of thing it cuts right there we'll see more of that in a little bit but yeah, we'll find out cuts. what happened yep it cuts right there we're now in 2019 and we are introduced to uh an artist by the name of uh, anthony mccoy and he lives with his girlfriend, Brianna Cartwright. And they live in the what used to be the projects, but it's now been gentrified. Gentrified, exactly. They live there, but it's a, a nice. It's very nice, like a real live. nice apartment. Yes. We get introduced to her brother mm-hmm. and her brother's boyfriend. Brother, who, yeah. By the way, her brother, one of my favorite characters in the movie. Yeah, he's awesome. It's hilarious. But um, her brother and her brother's boyfriend come over and they, they kind of establish the whole, this used to be the projects. And we, this is where we learn about the apartment complex and everything. And we also learn about Candyman. Yep. Yeah. Troy, because, that's the brother. He tells, he tells the story. Yeah. He's like, you guys want to hear a scary story? And he tells the scary story. And I love, and they do it a few times through the movie, like the use of puppets and like shadows to tell the, the story. The shadow puppets. Yeah. yeah. Really cool. I think that's one of the elements of this movie that I thought was so unique and so well done. Right. Yeah, it looks and amazing. It looks amazing, and it's just so done in such a way that I was like, this is the way to do something like this. Like, this is the way to do it. Like, there was no other way. Right. Than to have those puppets tell the story. Because it also, because we've established that Billy was the puppeteer at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then we get these puppet kind of themes throughout the whole thing. And then skipping ahead, what we know about Billy. Right. It's like, oh, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just a, it was a, it was a great choice. But yes, they're visually, they're, they're great to look at. Anyway, Troy tells them the story. And he tells them about how Helen. Now, this is when we learn that this is a sequel because I was like, oh, fuck, he's talking about, <laughs> about Virginia, Virginia Madsen. Madsen. Yeah. He learns that Helen kidnapped a baby and went on a killing spree before jumping into the bonfire. Yeah, and burning herself. And what I thought was so interesting was that's the story that everybody would think happened. Right. We, as the audience of the first one, yeah, we, we know, know that's, that, not, we know what that's not what happened. Yeah. We know that the Candyman was real, but they think it was just some crazy white broad who went mm-hmm. into their town and kidnapped a baby because that's what happened. Yeah, and tried, of, to, ish. and tried to kill Not it. really. And tried to kill the baby, and then when she got caught, she killed herself. Right. That's what they would think happened. Not that it was fucking Tony Todd, Candyman, <laughs> fucking whatever. 
Anthony's been kind of like Anthony's fascinated block. Yeah. He, and he's kind of been having the equivalent of writer's block right. for an artist. His, his girlfriend, Brianna is very, um, successful or starting mm-hmm. to become very successful. And she's like supporting them. Right. He is kind of like, you know, he's, he's struggling. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, and even the brother goes, don't, don't make her support your ass. Like yeah. you get out there and sell some of your art or get a job or something. <laughs> Figure it out. And he shows his art to like the a gallery owner. He has an appointment or whatever. And even that, that guy's not impressed. He's like, this yeah. is just the same stuff that you've been doing. Like, I'm not seeing anything new. I don't see inspiration here. Yep. So to get inspiration, he decides he's going to go to Cabrini Green after hearing about that legend. And he's going to take pictures of it, try to get inspired by right. the story. And while he's taking the photos, uh, a bee lands on his hand and stings, stings him. him. And he's yeah. like, ah, fuck. Gives him a little welt. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you got stung by a bee? I was probably a kid. It's been a long time. The last time I stung a bee, or got stung by a bee, there was a bee in my pool, and I scooped it out, and the little bastard stung me. Yeah, I was going to say, in Arizona, we would get bees by the pool all the time. Yeah. And a bee was going after my sister-in-law, and it was like right on her or something, mm-hmm. and I go, don't move, and I grabbed it. And as I grabbed it, you got gotcha. you. I saved her. I saved her fucking life. You know, she's not allergic to bees. Well, I don't know. She could be. She could be. <laughs> Let's just say she's allergic to bees. I saved her life, but I grabbed it and it got me in the palm of my hand. Little fucker. <laughs> oh, it sucks. It does suck. But yeah, he jumps over a fence and he's kind of just walking Cabrini Green, which is now abandoned. Basically, like most of the yeah. houses are empty. The apartment complexes are just boarded up, run down, boarded up. Uh, he runs into William Burke who owns a laundromat. Now this was Billy. Yeah, all grown the, up. Now he owns the place. Now he, now he runs a, his own laundromat. And uh, he tells him more of the story of Candyman and um, tells him that he was the, basically tells us, the audience, that he was the young boy from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it kind of fills in the gaps about what happened or after. Right. After he screamed. Well, after he screamed... Uh, the cops, the cops come running and they tell him, get out of here. They get out of mm-hmm. the way. And then they go around the corner and they and we, see. Yeah. They candy see man. the candy man. Who, I think his name was Charlie Fields. And they beat the shit out of him. Yep. Bash Off camera, but in. you can hear the beating happen. And they bash his brains in. And yeah. And they had suspected that he had been uh, putting razor blades in kids candy, like Halloween candy. So that's why what, he was the face on the flyer. That, that's the guy that they were looking for. And what Billy tells us is that uh, after they killed him, three more kids got... Yeah, just in a matter of weeks, uh, yeah, more, by, more people started getting razor blades. So it's like he wasn't yeah. the guy. No, he was just a nice guy who giving was candy like to kids, homeless or whatever and just gave candy to kids because he was being nice. Yep. But because he was a black guy... Yeah, he wasn't seen that way and they killed him. Nope. They needed a scapegoat, basically. Yep. Anthony's inspired by this, and he goes home, and he uh, does some painting, and he makes an art piece. Depicting the, the beating. Yeah, from the Candyman legend, and it's called Say My Name. Mm-hmm. Pause real quick on that, because I want to talk about, when we were talking about the George Floyd stuff uh, and uh, the Breonna Taylor, 
I believe during that whole Black Lives Matter stuff, it was like say their say names. his name, yeah, say their name, say, say her name. name, yep. And that was very important. So, so this is like right putting it on Front Street. It's kind of like say my name, yep. You know, th- referencing Candyman, but also bringing that back in mm-hmm. that whole BLM movement stuff, which I thought was a I don't want to say good, but for lack of a better word, I thought it was good that they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's shitty that yeah. it had to happen. No, but, but it made whatever. it made it timely. Yes, it did. And he tells, uh, he's talking to Brianna and he tells her about the painting. And then he also tells her a little bit about the conversation that he had with the laundromat guy. And this mm-hmm. is where he tells her about the, if you say his name five times, apparently in front of a mirror, uh, he'll appear. Yeah. And he's like, do it. Why don't you do it? And she's like, like, no, I ain't do doing it. that shit. And I think he looks into the reflection of the and window. And he's like, Candyman. He's like, ah, stop. Like, Candyman. <laughs> uh, he does say it five times though. He does. And nothing happens. No. Kind of. Not we, yet. We, <laughs> the audience, we see the reflection of Candyman. Yeah, like, oh, fuck. Yeah, but he doesn't yep. kill anybody. But at the art exhibit, we see Anthony's uh, piece, and it's kind of, it's this mirror, and then like if you open it up, you see shit behind it. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. I thought it was cool, too. And a lot of people were not that impressed. saw it were like, Yeah, the critic's this? like, ooh. The owner's <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's ignored by the public and disparaged by the art critic. And I think the the reasoning behind it is like, we've seen this before, black people's plight on society. We need a new take. And it's like, well, fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, that's what I feel. <laughs> like, it, that's what needs to be right. said. And I, yeah. and I think that's so fucking great because if there's one thing that I've heard about this movie from certain people who've critiqued this movie is they're like, Oh, it's a story. Don't jam uh, racism down our throat. And it's like, motherfucker, that's exactly what they're talking about. Yes, in the exactly. Fucking movie. Yeah. Or the people are like, Oh, this movie's just about uh, why we should all hate white people. That's the message. It's like, if that's what you got from this movie, then you're a fucking idiot. You're that's an not, idiot. That is not what this movie's about at all. And the movie is so self-referential because it knows, it knows. You don't think that that uh, the writers of this movie are smart enough to know that, oh, people are going to look at this the movie and think that yeah. it's just about racism and about black people and white people and white people being bad and all this other kind of stuff. And so we're going to throw that in here as a critic looking at a piece done by an artist who yep. wants to talk about a message because and I then, guarantee yeah, you and then being Jordan dismissed. Peele... I guarantee you Jordan Peele got that shit from people when he did Get Out oh, and still absolutely. gets that shit. And when he's doing uh, Us and when he's doing Nope, because those have subtle messages in mm-hmm. there, built in there r- regarding racism. But guess what? Jordan Peele is an African-American and he wrote this movie and produced this movie. Nia DaCosta directed this movie and helped write this movie. They're talking about their experiences the character of Anthony to bring this back to the movie. And I know we said we weren't going to talk about this, (laughs) this kind of heavy stuff, but you can't help, but do it. Yeah. But the character of Anthony in this movie is painting his experiences and his feelings and everything. And he's getting looked over by the public because they're bored with it. Yeah. And the critics are bored with it. That's fucked up. Yeah, exactly. I don't have to keep going on, but but it's, it's just fucked up. Yeah. They're kind of like a, the mindset of like, move on. We need something new. We need a yeah. new, fresh take on something. It's like, yeah, and, it, he, and it really upsets him. Um, so he I proceeds. It should. Yeah. So he proceeds to get drunk uh, at the gallery. And then, as he's kind of staggering out, has some words for another artist that kind of is critical of him. 
mm. as well as the owner of the gallery. And he just yeah. kind of staggers out of the place. And I like what he said to the owner of the gallery. He's like, uh, oh, yeah. something about being able to buy morning after pills for, for his interns. intern. <laughs> for yeah, summer and, intern. And one of his interns is sitting right there and she's like, you know, I'm on the pill, right? Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, No, she goes, I have the Nuva ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is so, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah, so he's totally banging Um her. They leave. And his girlfriend is obviously pissed off at him right. because she got him that gig. And yeah, she, she did him a strings. favor. She pulled strings. Mm-hmm. But whatever. He's sleeping it off. Meanwhile, Clive, who is the, the gallery, gallery owner, owner and uh, his intern. Uh, I don't remember her name, but they're, they start fucking. <laughs> and uh, she has him like, clipped i don't know they're doing some kind of s&m bondage <laughs> fucking yeah, she like clipped around. herself to his belt loop or something like that yeah and she's like turned around and she's like he's like getting her from behind i guess i don't know they haven't really quite fucked but she's like looking in that mirror and she says Candyman five times yep big mistake big mistake because now Candyman does come out and he does kill and when he does come out uh, i like that we only see him in reflection Yes. Which, Me it, too. That was a cool choice. And we don't even really see him right away. We just hear a shink. Yeah. And we and see then, that her throat gets slashed and blood squirts everywhere. And the the Clive guy, he's like, is this part of the exhibit? Like, what's going on? He doesn't <laughs> yeah, know what to like, make of it. This isn't real. This isn't real. He, doesn't, he can't f- see anything. Yeah. He's such a fucking weirdo. But then he gets uh, strangled. So he's dead. Yep. Yep. Uh, they get they, they get found the next morning by Brianna. Uh, who opens up the gallery and she sees it and um, the cops come and everything. And Anthony gets mentioned on... Because Anthony's watching the news and hears about it. And at first he's like, oh my God. And then they say it was in front of one of his pieces. And then he gets excited. Say My Name. Yeah, and it's he's like, it's his piece called Say My Name. Well, yeah, because if there's one thing that we know, any press is good press. Yeah, he's like, oh, they said my name on TV. Exactly. So by having that happen, now all of a sudden he is in the limelight. He's getting he's wanted by people. Yeah. He's wanted by people. Another gallery, later on this happens, but we can discuss it right now. Another gallery uh, targets Brianna to have her come work for them because they know that she's the girlfriend of the artist who was mentioned yep. in association with these killings. Yeah, and you're like, you obviously have an eye for talent. Come work for us. Exactly. Anthony is becoming more obsessed with the Candyman. Yeah. And we learn a little bit about Brianna. Brianna has uh, some issues of her own from her past. Uh, she basically witnessed her father kill himself. Well, yeah. She didn't he, basically. He, she she did. Did, he jumped out a window right in front of her. He's like, hey, yeah, he, did you know your daddy can fly or something like that? He couldn't. No. No. <laughs> he landed real hard and, and died from it. <laughs> yeah. He was an artist. Uh, himself and he was very obsessive and he just went crazy which i would like to see the story behind that Mm -hmm. like what drove him crazy yeah there's a story there somewhere but because of anthony's obsession and his constant painting of Candyman and just all this shit that's happening uh she's reminded of that and it scares her yeah and it bothers her and she wants it to stop but anthony he's doing even more research now so he goes to the library and he gets uh tapes so this is where we hear Virginia Madsen's voice and, and her side of things, which... Yeah. Can you get that kind of stuff at the library? 
I don't know. No. Anyway, like when it, at first I was like, that's weird. But I was like, yeah, I'm going to suspend my disbelief on that. Uh, look, uh, again, you suspend your disbelief. Yeah, they had to find it, a way It advances to... the plot, so it works. It does. After he listens to Helen's, you know, tapes that give us a little bit more insight. Mm-hmm. We, the audience, know a lot of this stuff, but he's discovering the st- the events from the first movie. He ends up fi- figuring some stuff out. He sees the Candyman. Yeah, he gets in an elevator times. and like a piece of candy drops from the ceiling and he's like, what the yeah. fuck? And he picks the candy up and then like the, the elevator is all mirrored like all around him. And then he yeah. sees the reflection of the candy man in the elevator and just immediately starts freaking out. And then of course, ding, yeah. the elevator doors open and then a, more like, like a kids. group of like young kids basically are getting in. They're kind of like, uh, what's going on, buddy? You all right? We should, we should say also that he's not all right because oh, his hand sting. Yeah, his hand. That is shit's like, getting infected, man. You got to get that looked at. Get some <laughs> yeah. neosporin on that. Put or something, something on it. Yeah. yeah, hydrogen peroxide. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't sting. It just bubbles. Um, but he uh, gets called by the art critic, who was like, "Oh, I'm so bored with this." But again, he's a wanted man now mm-hmm. uh, in the art world. So she calls him, and uh, she summons Candyman. Yeah, and I like how this plays out too because they're talking, and he kind of tells her off. Like yeah. you wanted nothing to do with me. Like, and now yep. you're kissing my ass basically. Um, yep. And he, he tells her the story and he tries to get her to do it. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And she's like, I got to go take a shit. No, yeah. I think she's like, I got to go to the bathroom or something like that. So then she yeah. goes into the bathroom. We don't actually see her summon the candy man, which I really like, but she obviously yep. does. Uh, and then he, cause she's not long for this world. Yep. And then he looks in the mirror and he sees Candyman's reflection, but it's him. Yeah. And, and it's like, every time he moves, it's not his face, but yeah, it's moving. It's like a mirror image. Yep. It's, it's, he's the candy man. Um, Anthony goes back to Billy Burke and he wants more answers and stuff. And he learns that the Candyman legend started in the 1890s. And that was, this the is where we get the Tony Todd or Tony story. Todd stuff. Yep. yep. And we already know this stuff if you've seen the original Candyman. And he was um, mutilated for having an interracial affair, got his hand chopped off, da 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 Got smeared with honey and uh, yeah, a bunch of bees stung him. Yeah. And he tells, he goes home and he tells Brianna the story and she doesn't believe him. Oh, I, I did want to say this though, but since then the legend is renewed each generation with different murdered black men. Yeah, and the, the idea is that Candyman is basically the manifestation of black suffering or pain. Mm-hmm. And it can essentially be passed on. Yep. So the legend continues spreading um, about the Candyman myth of saying it in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And we see these group of high school girls. And one of them was at the show, I think. Yes. Yeah, because uh, like she, she took a flyer or maybe she took a picture mm-hmm. of the exhibit or something like that. Something like that. And she goes back to the high school. She goes, you guys hear the story about, you know about the candy man? man? <laughs> I hear looking for the candy man, bitch. Do, <laughs> let's do it, bitches. <laughs> <sighs> they look into the mirrors in the, in the bathroom. And uh, I like this part, too, because a girl comes in. Yeah, she was obviously like getting. Yeah, she's getting bullied or something. She's not doing well, and she just goes right into a stall and she just kind of sits, sits there down. And she's waiting for everybody to leave so she can have right. some alone time. 
And uh, and they're kind of harassing her, like banging on the door, like, hey. Yeah, they're like, what are you doing in there? Taking a shit. <laughs> um, but uh, they say Candyman five times, and then they go to leave, and they can't get out. Yeah, the door's locked. I'm like, what the fuck? We're, they're we're like, locked you in dumb here. bitch, you locked the door. Well, one of the girls is like, oh, I forgot my vape. And she goes back. <laughs> and I go back. And she gets killed off screen. Yeah. All of them get killed off screen, which is also another good choice. Yeah, because we just see kind of the aftermath. We see blood on the ground, but and I'm all I'm I'm one that's all for gore when when there's not substance, right? If there's little substance in a movie, replace that with gore, and I'm all for it. When there's substance in a movie, I don't care about the gore. Exactly. I just know that they were dead. That yeah. they got killed. And that so. was a really cool scene in the bathroom with them all. It was getting killed. And then the we, girl again. We don't see the Candyman. We just see like. People getting like girls getting dragged and, around, yeah, getting dragged around and stuff. Very cool. Yep. And then the girl who was in the stall who didn't summon Candyman, she stays alive, right? Which is good because you know she was not a bad person. Anthony is uh, turning, like his his hand is his all whole arm. Up. It's starting to it's and it's starting to take over, like up. even his face and his chest. He's starting to look pretty messed up. To, yeah, to his neck and stuff. So he goes to the hospital. And he's like, I need to get this looked at. And yeah, the like, doctor's like, hey, welcome back. And he's like, yeah. Back. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, good thing you came in when you did, because otherwise you'd have to have the amputated or whatever the fuck. And uh, you were born in this hospital. And he's like, no, I wasn't. Oh, wasn't? I was born. Other side of town. In, yeah, somewhere else. And she's like, oh. Whoopsie. Uh, so he goes to see his mom, who he hasn't had a relationship with in a while. And he's like, why didn't you tell me where I was born? And she's like, well... Well, let shit. Let me tell you something, kid. <laughs> that remember baby. When the, do you remember when Virginia Madsen stole a baby? <laughs> that baby was named you. <laughs> so he's like, fuck. Yeah. I was that baby. And I I don't know. Like, I'm basically this, a part of this mythology now. It's going to go with me now. Yep. And I'm going to, I'm he, the fate. He kind of, of accepts. He doesn't say anything, but it, I think it's obvious like he's kind of accepted what's going to happen. Like he already knows. Yeah. And so he goes wandering through Cabrini Green and Brianna goes looking for uh, him and she goes down to Billy Burke's laundromat and uh, she gets kidnapped. Yeah. He grabs her Burke. <laughs> and he takes her to an abandoned church uh, where mm-hmm. Anthony already is. And he says like, we need Candyman. Oh, this is awful. So Burke... Uh, saws off anthony's hand yeah and anthony just off camera again but like you see the saw blade moving and he and he's just got kind of like a a single tear like rolling down his cheek yeah he's just like yeah he's just he's out of it he's like on another planet yeah he's comatose yeah oh and then yeah he shoves a a hook in there it's like i get your hook hand now and then burke his plan is to because he called i think he calls the cops right yeah his plan is to have anthony killed by the police yep to have like the cops show up and you know assume the worst and kill him so that way and a candy man spirit can essentially move into him and revive the myth of the candy man yeah brianna escapes she gets the upper hand she stabs burke a lot mm-hmm. fucking kills him <laughs> yep she goes outside out out and the cops are there and uh well let's just say the cops are a bunch of assholes they burst right in and we hear tons of gunshots. Like they shoot him a lot. And they also arrest Brianna. I also like 
like is the wrong word, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> How fast all of this happens from like when he becomes Candyman and Burke tells her what's going to happen. It happens within seconds. Like exactly yep. what Burke said would go down, went down perfect perfectly but like yeah. exactly according exactly to how his he, plan just like how he knew it would happen yeah and again going back to the whole thing of the puppets is he's the puppeteer right he's the puppet master right? so he controls all these puppets when he's telling these stories he's controlling anthony telling the story it's, exactly. it's all part of the plan yep. i will say this if you have that what is that phobia that i kind of have that tryptophobia where you don't like holes mm-hmm Anthony gets these holes in the side of his face, which oh, is that bugging you? Skeeves, dude. Oh, yeah. I, I watched it. Yeah, my, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it right now. But that's funny. But um, Brianna, yeah. you're right. She gets apprehended by the cops, and they put her in the car. And uh, the cops. Well, like, another thing that happens. Another thing that happens that's cool in this movie too is when the cops come and she's holding Anthony right before they shoot her. Like in a normal movie, or shoot him? Excuse me. Right. In a normal movie, she'd be like, wait, 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 everything's fine. And they'd all go, oh, and they'd put their guns down, right? But that's not real life. Yeah. So she says, wait, wait, wait. And they all go, pop, bang, pop, bang, pop, bang, pop, bang, pop. Bang. <laughs> yep. yep. And um, they, uh, they, they shoot the shit out of him. But anyway, then they arrest her. She's in the back of the squad car. Yeah, and that cop, he's like, hey, so uh, it's a shame about what happened to your, your boyfriend. Um, I just wish he hadn't. I can't remember exactly what he says, but like he lunged at them or like he starts to make up a story and you can tell he's like leading her of like, this is, this is the story. This is this what is we're going to tell gonna people. say happened. This is what you're going to say. And she's like, no. And she, he goes, well, if that's not what you're going to say, then you're the one who was assisting him with all the Yeah. Murders. He's like, well, if you don't think that there's a couple things that could happen or you could be an accomplice to all this and you did. Mm-hmm. And he starts like telling her stuff that never happened. Basically saying, mm-hmm. like, you're going to go with the story or you're fucked. Yep. And she's like, well, I will tell you whatever you want me to tell you. Just can I look at myself in the mirror? When I say it, yeah. And the cop's and like, like, what? Sure. And he tilts the rear view mirror down so she can see herself. And, and she says Candyman five times. And the cop's like, what the fuck are you doing? What's Candyman? Candyman comes. Yeah, you're going to find out, bitch. <laughs> and now it's Anthony. Anthony's Candyman. And uh, he kills everybody. Yep. He kills all the police. And uh, he just kills fucking everybody. <laughs> yeah. And this is where we see Tony Todd's face. Yep. Tony Todd's face. It kind of, uh, the, a bunch of bees cover mm-hmm. Candyman. And when they open up, it turns into Tony Todd. Yep. And uh, Candyman legend is now fully resurrected. And he <laughs> tells Brianna to go tell everyone. What yeah. And say Tony Todd speaks and says, yeah, tell everyone. Yep. And that's uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, the end credits uh, show the shadow puppets again, uh, showing the different Candyman's over time. Yep, that's it. Kind of getting getting to be Candyman. So, um, yeah, this movie is a heavy movie. It is. If you really look, I mean, we we just scratch below the, the surface. surface. Yeah. yeah, and we just scratch the surface with all this. But um, uh, much like the other Jordan Peele movies. Um, you can spend hours talking about this and, and we don't have hours um, or we don't want to bore people with our opinions. <laughs> but um, I I gave the original Candyman, uh, I forget what did I say. I think you uh, gave it a two. 
Candyman, two and a half. Oh, you get two and a half? Okay, what did I give it? I gave it three? Three. Okay. So, and then Alan gave it a three also. So that's why it was 2.83. Mm. The original Candyman, I found, like I said, at the beginning of this podcast to be a little long and drawn out. I did not feel that way about this movie at all. I felt that this movie went at a clip. I felt that there was, to your point at the end there, when he becomes Candyman, like shit happens. Like, Real fast, it, yeah. When it goes, it goes. There was setup, but it was entertaining setup. And I found this happened to me as well. I um, I had to like get up to go to the bathroom and go get something to drink or whatever. And I didn't pause it because my wife and I were watching it together. So it's like, oh, just tell me what happens when I come back. And I found myself, I was like, shit, I missed something. So I had to rewind it mm-hmm. because there's a lot of stuff that if you're not paying attention, it's a movie that you have to pay attention to, to yeah. get everything that happens. And to understand fully that everything happens. There's some movies that I could leave probably 15 fucking minutes and come back. <laughs> come back and like, like, What's happened? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing you happened. You didn't, you didn't miss a miss damn anything. thing. Yeah. So uh, with that being said, um, I loved this movie. I awesome. liked this movie way better than the first movie. I thought uh, visually it was uh, great. The direction from um, Nia DaCosta. Uh, DaCosta was wonderful. The writing from uh, her and Jordan Peele and Wynn Rosenfeld was awesome. I thought they took a story that had had sequels in the past, but they took it and made it relevant, mm-hmm. timely, and entertaining. And to make something relevant and have a message, yet also entertaining. Like if you don't want if you don't want this fucking message, then you don't then you don't need to see it. I mean, yeah. like you can watch this movie on a different headspace. There's probably people who watch this movie and they're like, oh yeah, Candyman. They don't fucking get it. And that's right. fine if that's the way yeah, you want to watch right. it. Yeah, you're right. It works on a couple of different levels. It works on a couple of different levels. And I think to to, to ba- do that balancing act, I think is really good. I don't know why there's a hate for this movie or why there was hate for this movie. Obviously, it didn't show in the box office because it did make $77 million in the box office. Yeah. Um, people are just ignorant, I guess, but it's 91 minutes. It's only an hour and a half. Yeah. It's short. That's also a good thing, Mm -hmm. you know? So all too often do we get these fucking movies that are over two hours and it's like, it doesn't out where it's welcome. Like I actually wanted more. I could have stood for this movie to be 30 minutes longer. Yeah. So, uh, on that point out where it's welcome, I'm going to just get to the point. I gave Mm -hmm. it four Pamela Voorhees heads. Nice. Uh, I'm pretty, we're close. Um, I gave this one a three and a half. Um, I also like this better than the original. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's really, it, like like we said, it's entertaining. Uh, it's timely. Uh, it makes you think if you want to think. Yep. Um, and if you don't want to think, you don't have to think. Uh, I thought it was well acted. Uh, some yes. of the characters I thought were a little thin and a little bit um, just kind of hollow mm. kind of characters. Um, but that's kind of a minor nitpick. Uh, I think... Uh, you know, our main characters uh, do a really good job. Uh, I liked the bonus of having, you know, the Tony Todd thing at the end was kind of a nice little touch. Uh, I yeah. liked how they brought Virginia uh, Virginia Madsen back, but like in voiceover form. I thought that was cool. I love the look and the puppets. Uh, the movie looks great. Like the direction's fantastic. Um, yes. Yeah, I just think it's a really good movie. So yeah, three and a half for me. So 3.75 overall. Yeah, very it's good. It's a good movie one of the higher rated movies we've done in a while. So um, highly recommend you see that. I saw it on Peacock, Paramount. I saw what it on Prime, I, I think. Maybe I saw it on, oh, I did see it on Prime. You're yeah, right. I think it's free on Prime. It's free on Prime. That's what I saw it on. 
as well. So you can you can watch it on Prime right now or Epics if you have a subscription oh, to cool. Epics. I think it's on that. So if you have any thoughts on Candyman, the 2021 Candyman, well, see, this is the thing that bothers me about these movies. Like Halloween 2018 is a sequel to Halloween 1. Yeah. But they're both called just, Halloween. Just give it another name. Call it something. Scream 5 is called Scream. Yeah, yeah. Just call it Scream 5. It just yeah. pisses me off. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Let's just call it Candyman. Because when you're like, oh, I really like Halloween. Two. Like, well, which one? Or Yeah, I like Candyman. <laughs> which one are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Candyman 2021, uh, and people will say it's Jordan Peele's Candyman. It's not. No, it's not. He helped write it. He produced it. But realistically, let's give Nia DaCosta the credit for this. And uh, I think uh, she deserves a lot of that credit. So if you have any thoughts on Candyman or anything for that matter, you can contact us. How can they contact us? On uh, Twitter, Facebook, the Slasher app, TikTok, YouTube, just search The Swearwolves. On Instagram, search The Swearwolves Podcast. Uh, you can go to our website, theswearwolves.com, and contact contact us there. Uh, you can email us at contact at theswearwolves.com, or you can leave us a voicemail at 623-282-1851. So for The Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. Candyman. 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 Uh, <laughs> I shit my pants. <laughs> If you see Candyman five times in front of a mirror, this turns into an... (laughs) The text. Oh, it's Brett. Brett, you're fucking up my intro.